Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? Good morning to all of you online. Thank you for plugging in today. Hope you enjoy today. It's going to be a good one. If you haven't noticed, Pastor Gabe is out of town today, getting some much-needed rest. Oh, Pastor Jeff, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Pastor Jeff is, is not here. So, yes, getting, getting some much-needed rest. Um, please pray for him because it's not easy to run a church, not easy to get up here and prepare, but God willing, you know, we're able to do it. So, um, but God has prepared for us a feast Starting with the awesome songs we just sang, communion, and now a message. But we want to dismiss any kids, res kids going three years old to sixth grade are going to go over, and then three years to third grade need to be checked in by one parent. Uh, Quest is seventh grade to twelfth grade, so you might want to go there, and then while you're standing, you can turn to each other and greet one another. So for, those, so for those who don't know me, my name is Dave Parker Jr. I am part of an awesome usher ministry here. So, you know, if, if God's pricking your heart to, you know, get plugged in because connection is important, you know, we'd love to have you. <laughs> I also want to say uh, today's my daughter's birthday. So... Katrina, if you're watching, I hope you have a great day. I love you, and I'll see you later. It's, it's truly a blessing to be able to share uh, with you this message that I believe if we apply it to our lives, it will definitely help us grow in our relationship with God. Like all messages, I strive to adjust my own life to God's word, believing his truth will bring transformation and I believe he will bring transformation to you as well. Something else I just want to share with you. Me and Pastor Jeff, or in, other than Pastor Gabe, we don't really discuss what we're going to preach about. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about, he has already kind of used some of those scriptures and different things in his notes. And it's just neat because to see how Holy Spirit has aligned us, um, even though he's not here um, that we're on the same page. So that's encouraging for somebody like me who hasn't really done a lot of messages. He's really seasoned. So, so it's one message, two different messengers. So praise God. Um, so our world has dealt with a lot of things over this past year and a half. You agree? 
we've dealt with COVID and still dealing with COVID. Um, it definitely has, you know, took longer than we expected. There's, you know, a lot of talk about politics. You know, there's the things going on in Afghanistan, very um, heartbreaking, you know, uh, the racism and Black Lives Matter stuff that seems to have quieted down. But there's a lot of things that are trying to distract us. And I feel that God wants us to be unified. There's a lot of things in this world that are trying to divide us, but we need to stay together and stand strong. Amen. So something I've observed over that time is the love for God and other people has turned cold. And when I was preparing for this message, I saw some of the things in my own life. Um, it starts really in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 3 through 12 in the New Living Translation. This kind of sets the stage of um, what I'm going to be talking about because I think it's important. Um, so Jesus is sitting on the Mount of Olives, and his disciples came to him asking, Tell us, what, when will all this happen? What sign will signal the return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. They will, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and portray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. That's actually what I used for a title for this message, because that's a lot of what we see going on today. And I think we have to change that. We have to identify where maybe our hearts turned cold and definitely put it towards loving God and loving others. See, Jesus is clearly warning us of coming persecution for following him. He's saying false prophets and messiahs will arise. Dramatic changes in weather and shortages of supplies, we're seeing that. Threats of wars, which is a direct result of hatred between people and nations. The Taliban and all that stuff going on in Afghanistan. And that sin or lawlessness will be rampant. So the love of God will be affected. To better, I believe to better understand Jesus' warnings in this passage, we have to look at what he means when he uses the word love in this statement. Pastor Jeff has preached about love for a while now. And where God is going when he uses the word love in this passage, it comes from the Greek word agape which means unconditional, submissive, unselfish, or obedient love. This is a love that does what is right, regardless of how I feel about it. It is a self-sacrificing love, just as Jesus displayed when he died on the cross to pay the price for our sin. 
In other words, sin causes me to be disobedient to God. Sin is rebellion, which will allow my love to turn cold as a result. Sin will always distract me. And an example of this is found in Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 through 5 in the New Living Translation, where God says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Anytime I've disobeyed God or shifted my focus off his standard of righteousness and holiness, meaning his forgiveness, his kindness, the ability to be compassionate, it has always opened the door for my, love, my agape love to turn cold towards God. Now, that's a, there's really a lot there. And I think most of us can find somewhere in there where we've missed it. But I think the whole purpose is, is to turn back to God and get back on that right path. I want to share with you a time when I didn't make my, God my first love. Um, years ago, I, I was very young. Um, I made money my main focus. And my mind was all about how much money I could earn. Um, I went from job to job seeking how much money I could make. The only problem with that is I didn't go to God about these employment decisions. See, I was young, and like most guys, you know, we want the toys, the snowmobiles, the cars, all the flashy stuff. And there's nothing wrong with having it, but you can't put it before God. Um, it, in time, I did make a decision through a coworker's conversation. Uh, he was talking about... Um, tithing and Malachi 310 and give 10% of your income and God will open up the floodgates. So I had a choice. And once I decided to do that, God did increase my finances. But then I realized that the money was not just for me, but it was made to bless others and build the kingdom. The lesson here was put God first in all my decisions if I wanted his best. In this world, there will always be things competing for my time. And because God has a plan for me, other things will try and come into my life and push out that agape love for God. Have you ever noticed when it's time to read your Bible or, you know, you want to spend time in prayer, something distracting, something distracting always pops up, right? Somebody calls, you know, new Netflix series comes on, <laughs> something, Right? Well, we have to realize the enemy doesn't want us to grow closer to Christ or obey his commands. Now, remember, he wanted to exalt his name above God and his position. So he hates God and he hates his creation. We are his creation. So he doesn't, he benefits nothing if we get close and actually start fulfilling our will, you know, or God's will through us. He don't want that. So the enemy tries to distract me with material wealth and selfish desires so that my focus on becomes non-existent. And then he wins. In 2 Timothy, verses 3, one chapter, or one, verses 1 through 5 in the Passion Translation, um, 
this is very revealing, and it talks about a lot of stuff that we're going through. And um, I will tell you that I found a lot of stuff that I've been through is revealed in that. But it says, but you need to be aware that in the final days of the culture, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, and obsessed with money. Guilty. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will become ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious. Belligerent or belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They may pretend to have respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like this. Now, we all need love, and we have to love people even when we miss it. So I don't believe it's, it's like cutting people off, stay away. I just believe we, we, God doesn't want us to duplicate that type of behavior. So we have to continue to love and pray for people like that because, like I said, I was one of those people, and some of that stuff was me. But again, turn back to God, get on the right path. So you limit your fellowship and try not to repeat it. I have learned to lend some people from a distance. See, in times like this is when we need to draw closer to God. So here's a question. What can I do to make sure my love for God does not turn cold? Well, obey his commands as stated in John chapter 14, verses 15 in the easy-to-read version, which says, if you love me, you will do what I command. Jesus is looking for me to trust him enough to do it his way and not my way. How do I submit to his authority and his plan? Well, for me, I joined the usher ministry. Um, I, my willingness to do the announcements, which I did last week. I got involved in vacation Bible school, which is a huge blessing. I love kids. And I assisted in building many events for the men here at the church. So really, connection is key. You know, the devil wants you isolated so that he can have his way. But you need to stay connected to people who love you and who will build you up in the faith. See, this has been a process for me over the last 17 years that I've attended with my wife here. And what I've learned is the more available I made myself, the more opportunity for me to grow in my walk with God. I'm going to go through a couple examples um, of two great men in the Bible that were a perfect example of obedience and, and why God always has a plan, but he, his plan is always for good. Um, we're going to start in Genesis chapter 6, 9 through 22 in the New Living Translation. This is the account of Noah and his family, which is funny because Taylor used that joke about Noah and made me smile. So this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless 
person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close relationship with God. Now, if you go down to verse 14, God tells Noah to build a boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Construct the decks and stalls throughout the interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build the decks inside the boat, lower, middle, upper. See, what we don't know is it had never rained in Noah's day. So here this guy is. God told him to build a boat. So imagine what everybody was thinking. This dude, crazy. (laughs) Right? I don't know what he's doing, but why is he building this boat? It ain't never rained here. It ain't going to rain. So you can imagine a lot of times when God gives us things, it doesn't make sense to somebody who doesn't, you know, who doesn't understand. Now, God's decision was to flood the earth and destroy every living creature in it because at that time the world was filled with violence and corruption. In verse 19, God says, bring a pair of every kind of animal and bird, male and female, on the boat. And in verse 22, Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. So, he's very specific. God was very specific about how he wanted the boat built, of what animals he wanted on it, and Noah's family. So there again, this is why it's important we obey. Because what's the result of that? The result is Noah and his seven family members were saved from the flood due to his obedience and love for God. So see, sometimes when we don't understand, we just need to obey and trust God enough that he knows better than us. Can you imagine the whole world was flooded and killed and eight people were saved plus animals? As a result, or here's another fun fact. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. They were on the boat for 150 days before the waters completely dried up. Noah died at 950 years old. So God allowed him to live 350 years after the flood. Now, granted, he was saved from the flood, but doesn't it seem like he got a little longevity out of that? (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. But even that's biblical, so hold on. Exodus chapter 20, verses 12, which won't be up here, but it's in the New King James Version. It says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. So God is his father, is he not? Okay, just saying. (laughs) So another huge blessing for obedience. Now let's talk about Abraham. And that's Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, also in a New Living Translation, where God tells Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, 
and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left his wife, his, ne- his nephew Lot. His, he brought his wealth, his livestock, and they headed to the land of Canaan. They traveled through the land as far as Shechem that was inhabited by the Canaanites. Now in verse 7, God appears to Abraham and says to him, I will give this land to your descendants. You see, another reward for Abraham's love and obedience to God and his commands. He just tells him, leave, go to a place I'll show you. Yeah, okay, Lord. <laughs> but there's, there's always a plan and there's always a reward for obedience. I must have faith that God has a perfect plan that leads to an abundant life. The result will be a transformation from the inside out. In the book of John, chapter 13, verses 34, in the NIV, Jesus says, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So if I choose to lose to love others this way, people will see Jesus in me, right? Do you remember Pastor Jeff's vision that he said that God gave him for the church in 2021? Does anybody remember that? Well, it directly ties in with that scripture. So Pastor Jeff said God gave him a vision that in 2021, we are to reveal the Son. You can't make this stuff up. You know, so it directly ties into God loved us, so you love others. Be the example. Now, I want to give you three things to watch out for that will try and compete with your agape love for God. Self, money, and pleasures. And you already know from my example, money was one of those things that the enemy tried to use. See, I used to spend most of my time doing what I wanted to do when I was young, you know, single kid, just nothing else to do. But then I started reading God's word, and it said to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So now I had a choice. Now I spend it discussing, or with my family, coworkers, and my church family, discussing God and my need for him. So it's a process, but it changes who you are for sure. As I said earlier, my decision to tithe to RLC allowed God to increase my finances. So instead of me trying to work multiple jobs to earn my way, God blessed me when I just used Malachi 3.10 and started tithing. My time, my talents. As far as pleasures, well, who doesn't like pleasures, right? I mean, they just can't be our main focus. I mean, we all like clothes, cars, entertainment, jewelry, Right? We just can't let them be more important than God. And I think that's the, mess. that's the lesson. I remember a time when the Lord spoke to me about some areas in my life that needed to change, and they were unhealthy. Well, 1 Corinthians says in 15:33, in the New Living Translation, it says, Bad company corrupts good character. So, unfortunately, 
I had to stop hanging out with some friends because they just weren't following Christ and I was trying to. So you could see the conflict there. And God doesn't want me to repeat. You know, I had enough to deal with in my own life, let alone follow down another path. But so I had to really, again, love them from a distance. When I allowed God to help me find my wife, instead of me trying to choose the woman, the result was a fruitful marriage of 15 years and counting and two great kids. I've gotten several promotions at my job over 20 years of service because God's word says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So all I did was just apply that to my attitude, my willingness to help people. It works if we're willing, right? When I got involved in ministry here, um, I started going to a life care many years ago, and then I was in a life care assistant leader. Then I became an usher, got promoted to assistant head usher, and now I'm the head usher. So again, with faithfulness and consistency, there's a blessing. God is good. God gives promotion, that's for sure. So to sum up this issue of our agape love for God, I have to be aware that my love doesn't turn cold by loving, obeying, and submitting to his commands. I have learned to be intentional about setting aside time to read God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to guide me in his truth. Through prayer and worship, I can strengthen our relationship, my relationship with him. The more I trust him, the more I do what is right and not what is popular. Jesus stated that the love of many will grow cold as not only a warning, but as an observation of what he sees happening when my focus is no longer on him. He is telling me my love has shifted off of him and onto something else. I should always be aware of the things that try to steal time away from God. The enemy knows his time to distract you is short, so he tries to confuse and distort the truth so I don't see God for who he is. I hope this message serves as encouragement to stay the course of following Jesus, spreading the good news of love, spending time in fellowship with your friends and family, so when difficult times come, your love for Christ will stand strong. If this message tugged at your heart, and you realize you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, please raise your hand, and I will walk you through a prayer. This is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, and I don't get here if I didn't make that decision. So it's a process. So, and, so tell you what, let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Please guide me and make me a new creation. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.
So if you prayed that prayer here or anybody online, there is a celebration going on. And it, it may not look like much, but you are on the road, the right road. And we couldn't be happier. Um, if you go to our website, reslifeny.org, you scroll down to the prayer request, you can actually tell us that you leave your name. If you, want, if you want us to contact you, you can contact us. But this is important. This is a start to a new life. And we welcome you into the kingdom because of that decision. Amen? So before I just... So if you realize that maybe your heart has turned cold in some areas, because I know when I was... You know, when God gave me this message, I was, I was dealing. If you realize that you, your heart has turned cold and you want to rededicate or get yourself back on track, raise your hand. And we'll pray for that, too, while we're here, you know. It's important. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the message that went forth. And, Lord, I recognize that I've gotten off track. I recognize that I have looked to other things instead of you. And I want you to help me to get me back in alignment with you. Lord, I love you. I thank you. I cannot do it without you. And Lord, please help, help me going forward to stay focused on you and not other things. Allow me to keep you first. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is an exciting time to be alive, people. If we stay together, we're going to be just fine. Amen. So before I uh, dismiss, I just want to send you out with one more. I just want to cover you as you go out because it's rough, but we're going to be good. Amen. So Lord, thank you for this message and giving us the strength to not only hear it, but to apply it to our everyday lives. Thank you, Lord, for always loving us through the storms of life and that your word is a light to our path. Lord, be with everyone here throughout the week and online and allow them to make a great impact for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, go be with God. Be blessed. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen.